If you are under the age of 18, you should not be listening to this podcast. Also, this is your official spoiler warning. There will be all the spoilers. All the spoilers. Heavy spoilers. Very heavy. Very heavy. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Welcome to North Harbor Podcast, episode 32. I know, I can't. It's insane. Like, we're beyond yeah. half a year. <laughs> yeah, 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 32. Well, 26 is half of 52. So yep. we're, we're, we're a month and a half past half a year. Yeah, and I just hit a thousand followers on Twitter <gasps> this week. So that is pretty awesome. That is awesome. I know. I'm excited. I can't. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for following me and my crazy stuff. And uh, Anna Lorna. Yeah. And um, North Harbor Podcast. Yes. Yes. Thank you to our subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> right? Do we yeah. Have, how many do we have? I think we're still sitting at like 75. Okay. Which is awesome like I, yeah thank you to everybody we would not have the motivation keep, to keep doing this i don't think if we didn't have the support from our wheel of time community absolutely um it's amazing uh we did miss last week due to me being sick and you can still tell by my voice i'm recovering um yeah it was it's still pretty rough but we're getting there yeah getting there yeah hot toddies help <laughs> yes hot toddies do help um <laughs> we were also on the on milk your talks uh-huh. so Which, that was fun yeah that was fun we were there with melindra as with well melindra i it was super interesting like doing a podcast with an aiel it was especially a dark friend aiel that was i know like yeah. they're both they're both dark friends. Yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Rob that, is a dark friend, and Melinda. I had no idea they were both dark friends. Yeah. Look, <laughs> we needed to balance it with a little light. That's right. <laughs> Bring the pleasure from North Harbor. <laughs> exactly. 
we also um got a response from um the dusty wheel when they posted about going to jordan con or That's maybe great. i did i don't know i don't know whether i posted it under me or north harbor but i can't remember <laughs> I can't remember either, but I was like, the ladies from North Harbor will be there. <laughs> like, Hi, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> we are ladies on the streets. Yeah. I mean, we're still ladies in the sheets. We got all the body parts for ladies. We do have some glorious North Harbor body parts. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was like, I'm going to call you guys. That's what I'm going to say from now on so it doesn't get uncomfortable. The ladies from North Harbor. <laughs> yeah that was pretty yeah, great that's pretty awesome yeah so um if you we're back on our stuff so if you have never pictured yourself in your in a warder's dreams then this podcast is not for you okay if you don't think egwene will have a similar line to on your knees this podcast is not for you Oh, if you don't think that Egwene Major Gowan was on his knees often, then this podcast is not for you. <laughs> Very true. I mean, the man's got to be good at something. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you don't think Egwene knew <clears throat> World of Dreams well enough to get up to all kinds of kinky fuckery, this podcast is not for you. <laughs> I have a funny story quick. Oh, oh, go ahead. When I was younger, my first um, vivid dream, let's just say, in like high schoolish time. Yeah. Um, I was convinced was me finding another dream in the world of dreams <laughs> because I was too goody two shoes <laughs> to come up with that on my own. I need to know about the stream now. We're going to have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, what's also super funny is it was about my now warder. Oh, that's awesome. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I was okay. convinced. Tweets of the week. Tweets of the week. Want to go first? I am going to go ahead and do the Wheel of Time tweet of the week. Shout out to Matt, the patron saint of just trying to keep it together, which what? I feel like has been me for the past month and a half. <laughs> um, but there's some awesome artwork on it uh, that at Smuffly did for Fan Out Friday. So it is. it's Maya and his sisters mm -hmm. and it's adorable. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Oh. Yeah. I'll post it here when okay. I edit sweet so yeah it's pretty beautiful it's i highly recommend taking a look at it if um you haven't yet my tweet of the week is actually from today saturday um <laughs> and it is andrel playing a cello and we both have agreed we want to be the cello yes never like, in my life mm. i i agreed with uh, with yeah. uh, Rebecca. never today. have i before wanted to be a cello and I do now. I see the perks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the perks are rather muscly and beardy. Yeah, and that bow. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, look. Mm-hmm. You can play me. <laughs> right. Any day. Play me any day. That's fine. Yep. I'm We're here for it. it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Here for it, there for it. <laughs> Excuse me. Forever for it. Yes. Excuse me. So, yeah. this week, our chapter, or our chapter, it's still the last battle. Yeah, We're winding down, winding down. After this one, we only have three, three left. left. So, yeah. and two of those at minimum have special guests yes and we are very excited for those special guests um so one took keeping... forever and a half and they know who they are yes <laughs> boys <laughs> just gonna say it you know come on yeah <laughs> but thank you for getting your stuff together collectively right? yes and uh we appreciate that you're going to come on here <laughs> yep and by getting your stuff together collectively cough josh cough <laughs> hey <laughs> so um this week we're covering the one the only the light of tarvalon the watcher of the seals the Amerlin seat egwene alvier now I know that there's a whole bunch of mixed like back and forth about Egwene, but I absolutely adore her. Me too. And this, I think the point of view, particularly in the last battle, really is her pinnacle. And I mean, we saw how much she'd grown when she was the prisoner in the White Tower, right? But this is it. Like, I mean, literally and figuratively. Like, she is amazing, and you can see what her purpose was this entire, like, it's very well written. Mm -hmm. I am super excited for it to appear in the TV show. Yes. Eventually. Um, Madeline Madden is going to fucking nail it. Yeah. Pardon my language. (laughs) She is going to Slay. Yeah. I mean, not that she already does it, but this is just going to be no words. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, I feel like she was born to play the role here in this last battle. Like, yes. Like, and if you follow her, like, real life stuff, like, she is like the living embodiment of Egg White. Yes. She is. Like, I just. have the foretelling and it's coming and it's going to be epic yes it is yep all right so we shall get started let us Prin bowed the men are in position mother just start off with a banger yep right <laughs> i i read that and i'm like that's it i'm done that's all we needed (laughs) that's all we need for this entire one of you wrap it up let's go (laughs) yep tie a bow (laughs) we got it Mm -hmm. Egwene took a deep breath matt had sent the white towers forces across the dry river bed below um and it was time for Egwene to join them she hesitated for a moment 
looking through the gateway to Matt's command post, Egwene met the eyes of the Shanchan woman across the table where she sat imperiously on her throne. Okay. And some great energy vibes from Tuan here too. Mm-hmm. Who is also badass in her own right. I mean, she is, yeah. There mm-hmm. may be some back and forth and debate about the whole thing with the Damani, but... Yeah. Yes. That is herself is badass. Yes. As a personality. Yeah. Sure. I have not finished with you yet, Egwene thought. Let's go, she said, turning, waving for Yukiri to close the gateway to Matt's building. She fingered Fora's Sa'angriel, held in one hand as she strode out of the tent. Nice. Very nice. That is very nice. And then she sees those dark crevices to nowhere. Yes. And she tries to heal them. Um, and creates her own weave, which is super interesting and very handy. Super handy. Yeah. Right. And uh, shows it to you, Curie. And she's like, I don't know. I just did it. It came to me. Here we are. Can't help it. I'm brilliant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Valid. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then it hits her. That Gowan went somewhere. Gowan, man. Jeez. <laughs> seriously like i i was making my notes and i'm like gosh he is so frustrating and my warder's like who i'm like going i'm like all these years and i still can't get over how (laughs) frustratingly dumb his decisions are (laughs) yes yes because he doesn't think about how it's going to affect equine exactly like in a relationship you should have this right like there's a give and take and you respect each other and you care about each other and you think of the implications that your actions have on the other one right going that's much Mm -mm. so she stopped and turns and turns and turns and spots him she look, she's looking toward the riverbed just up from the ford where Matt had positioned Elaine's forces. So she tells Sylviana, Gawain has gone to fight. Like, I just, I mean, she's wrong. <laughs> but she doesn't know that yet. Yeah. But also, she's not wrong. He did go to fight. But not with Elaine. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Elaine. And, and Bryn groans softly because, I mean, he basically raised him. He gets it. He knows Gowan. Yeah. And she says, send someone to fetch him. Uh, he has apparently joined the Andoran armies. And so Bryn goes to find Gowan, pull him back by the ear or the scruff of the neck. We're not sure. Yeah. 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 Well, he's thinking with a sword. So. <laughs> nice little handle <laughs> yeah I 
as I'm reading it, I'm like, you know what? What is Gowan actually really good at? And we know he is very good with his sword. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Just uh, like Vlad is good with his sword, you know? I think that he must also be really good at foreplay. It's gotta be. You know, because he's, he's a people pleaser. He is. And he wants, he loves Egwene in his own way and um, wants her to be pleased. Yes. So I'm thinking that's it. it yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be. There's I mean, gotta be something there that. And he's cute. He's supposed to be cute. He's yeah. supposed to be cute. Um, so yeah. So he's cute. He's good with his sword. And we're thinking foreplay? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be. Yep. I mean, he he enjoys he enjoys North Harbor. I mean, look how long he stays with Tarvalon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he spends a lot of time on Vagina Island for sure. He does. He is at he goes to North Harbor a lot. He's he ends, one of those he, that just enjoys it. Yep. That must be. Yeah. He loves Tarvalon and North Harbor. I'm sure he knows both of them backwards and forwards. Very now. well. Yeah. Very well. He spent so much time there, he's got to. Yeah. You know? He has to. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Working for multiple omelets. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's there through three of them. Um, so. Yes. Yeah, Swan, Elida, and Igwe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that's it. We're gonna take that for Godwin. There's his; those are his good qualities right there. <laughs> I mean, Just, sometimes you stay for the dick. Anyway, continue. Yep. I mean, she left in freedom, right? <laughs> she picked him over Galad. So lucky Barrelane. Right? I still think I still love them. I love I them together. Anyway. I ship them. All right. So Brynn, I can't lead armies. The least I can do is go fetch this guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a man who understands his duty. Exactly. Yep. He gets it. Except for, you know, Min told him and Swan never to be in an opposite place. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, they did, they did make it through one near-death experience together, at least. So if I were them, I'd be thinking, hey, that must be it. You know, we're safe. And they didn't see Min again before the last battle to actually confirm that. Right. Yeah. So, it, I mean, I get where they're coming from. I guess. But people out there, if a soothsayer tells you to stay with somebody, just stay with them. Yeah. You know? Uh, For future reference. Especially if they're a true soothsayer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They must be a true soothsayer. Do your research. Fact check. 
Mm -hmm. you know, get references and then stay with your person. (laughs) So um, then Egwene tells Swan she can go with him. Swan's like, is that where you need me? And Egwene's like, actually, if you could go check on Matt and Min and make sure everything's going okay, really appreciate it. And then Swan gives this super sweet speech to Egwene. And I have to read it because this is the last time that they see each other. Uh-huh. Yes, get some hot toddy, girl. Mm-hmm. Helps with my voice. <laughs> and she says, well, Egwene sees that she looks amused. And Swan says, when Moraine and I set out to find the boy, I had no idea the pattern would send you to us as well. Egwene's like, your replacement? (laughs) And Swan continues ignoring her. As a queen ages, Swan said, she begins to think about her legacy. Light. Every good wife probably starts to think about the same things. Will she have an heir to hold what she has created? As a woman grows in wisdom, she realizes that what she alone can accomplish pales compared to what her legacy can achieve. Well, I suppose I can't claim you entirely as my own. And it wasn't exactly pleased to be succeeded, but it is comforting to know I've had a hand in shaping what is to come. And if a woman were to wish for a legacy, she could not dream of a greater than one such as you. The just tears just keep Bye coming. Now. Thank you. I'll watch this Sean Chan woman for you. Maybe help poor men crawl out of the fang, fang fish niche she's found herself in. <laughs> Sylviana channeled, Egwene climbs into Daishar's saddle um, as they go through the gateway. High Captain Chubane, she notes, is pretty young. And then she's like, well, I'm young. Matt is young. It is what it is. Um, she turns toward the heights and finds that she can barely see them through fires that were burning along the slope and the eastern edge. What happened, she asked. Flaming arrows, Chubain said, fired by our forces at the river. I thought Cawthon was mad at first, but I can see his reasoning now. He fired at the Trollocs to set the fields alight there on the heights and at their base to give us cover. This is how Matt plans. Like, how many steps ahead? Like, this is a huge chess game happening here. Yeah. And Matt has thought so far ahead that he knew at some point he was going to be sending the Amarlin's army over here or whoever, and he was going to need cover for them. So he had archers start firing the arrows that are flaming at these piles. And then smoke is now billowing because of the whirlwinds that are happening from the last battle. Like, so they now have cover to do this. Yes, they do. So, 
um, the shadow would know someone was moving over here, but they wouldn't know how many. Uh, and they would have to rely on scouts rather than their superior advantage atop the heights. Our orders? Chubain asked. He didn't tell you, Egwene said. And Chubain's like, nah, he just sent us here and made us wait. And she's like, all right then. So she told them they continue up the bogs. And um, now they are assaulting the shadow on the heights. And then now she can tell that Gawain is not by his sister. Yep. Um, he wasn't at the river with Elaine's armies. Gawain was on the heights where the shadow held. And, uh, she's like, Gawain, what the mother F are you doing? Being a dumbass. Being a dumbass. I mean, not the first time, not the last time. Oh, pretty much the last time. Oh, yeah, that's true. You're right. It is pretty much the last time. Okay. Next section. Mm -hmm. They're fighting, and Egwene is telling the rest of the sisters to strike out their weaves, and she will attack. So she has, because she's got Vora Saangriel. Yes, she does. The immense, beautiful vibrator. And honestly, if that doesn't become a thing, I'm going to be disappointed. Look, there better be a whole line of sex toys. Yes. There needs to be. Yep. And feel free to credit North Harbor with that. Right. <laughs> we already said there was going to be North Harbor lingerie, so. <laughs> yep. Um, we can have North Harbor Saangriels. Yeah, that are actually vibrators. Hey, babes. Um, so she didn't wait to see if she was obeyed. She's holding the Sa'angriel and going forth. And the troops around her are trying to protect her, keep the Sharans off. And uh, the hillside is pocked with hundreds of furrows and holes created by the weaves from both sides and Egwene is fighting forward desperately to get to Gawain Silviano's a little bit right about him but Egwene is also right what are you doing (laughs) wanting attention yeah I love you too babes all right the ground rubbled as she vaporized a star and woman above. The other sisters are concentrating on deflecting all the weaves, and she thinks to herself, I am coming, Gawain, I'm coming. <laughs> With the Saangriol. Yes, that <laughs> makes so much sense. <laughs> Look. Look. Sometimes a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. That's right. <laughs> I mean, if no one else is helping you and you only want your border in the last orgy, you gotta do what you gotta do. You do. Yeah, right, Mames. 
Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi. She is attention needy today. Right? Yeah. What's up? Girl, what's going on? Do you want to be on camera with us? Probably, yeah. Your show? Yeah. Okay. Sit down. All right, everybody, here it comes. Egwene's epicness is about to take place. Yes, yes. Gowan's thread of life vanished. Egwene lurched to a stop on the battlefield. Something severed within her. It scooped out a piece of Gawain inside, leaving only emptiness. She screamed. I mean, it would be kinky fuckery, but... I know, it's kind of sad. And, like, she screams. And she feels hollow. And she couldn't, like, she can't. She just can't. She is done. Yeah. <laughs> like, Done. And she howls, opening herself to the wind power, drawing in as much as she can. Sylviana calls her out, like, hey, lady, what is up? This is not like you. Yeah. And Egwene is breathing and breathing. And she's like, I am so fucking close. Like, why couldn't you just hold on like two more minutes, buddy? Yeah. Like, two more, two more. That's all I needed. <laughs> But no, no, again, Gawain. <laughs> like, Finishing early, God. Right? You knew she was about to come. Yeah. Right? She's almost there. Had to finish. And um, Sylviana tries to get her attention, and she is, and finally it, like, clicks in Egwene like oh right I have others to think about yeah <laughs> you know? I guess you like, do it's not just me that one's Duba but got the rest of the world <laughs> here on my shoulders um so Sylviana takes her away from the battlefield with a gateway and then she wakes up in the beautiful beautiful land of Mayad which I have decided is my ultimate vacation spot. Yes. Like, yes. Make it for me. That's yeah. where I'm going. Yep. I always I envision it like, I don't know, Sicily. Yeah. 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 Anyway, continue. Okay. Yeah. I'm barely in like a Medici or something. <laughs> um, Egwene opened her eyes. Um, she's like, I shouldn't be in her room, but she is. She's on a very soft mattress, and the cool air smells of salt. I'm dreaming, she thought. Or perhaps she had died. <laughs> that would explain the pain? Such, such terrible pain and nothingness. 
or nothingness would be better. And then it hits her. It's Gowan. Gowan's gone. And then she hears the whispers out in the hall. Sylviana. Um, and they're like, you know, we forget how young she is because she's very young. I mean, honestly, at this point, what is she like? Twenty. She's got to be twenty, early twenties, something like that. Yeah. I mean, we. If you think back to your early twenties, could you have done what Agwain did? I made a bunch of horrible decisions in my 20s. I was Gowan. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think a lot of us were Gowan in our early 20s. <laughs> or Matt, you know? <laughs> like, Matt, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I mean, I really relate to Fael being so young and headstrong and her, and her youth. I mean, she's what, like 17, 18. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> nope, I was definitely going. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sylviana's telling the yellow there that the battle is not going great. Um, and Rosal, the yellow, is like, you know, I've helped ladies who lost warders before. We'll make it through. Sylviana's like, warders are the worst. They are no good. They're terrible. They suck. Her red is really showing. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, your red is showing, honey. Yep. It's time to tuck it back, girl. Um, and Egwene interrupts her. And I, lo- I just love this. That fool boy, Egwene said, saved my life from Shanchan assassins. I would not be here to mourn. If he had not done so, I would suggest that you remember that, Sylviana, when you speak of the dead. And then Egwene um, continues, or Sylviana's like, yeah, I'll remember that. And she's like, you should rest. And she's like, rest is for the dead. Girl's got priorities. She does have priorities. Come on. Yep. Both women folded their arms and gave her some very stern looks. And it was like, you've been through a lot. Just, dude, you don't know my pain. You can just see her saying that. Right. Anyway. And um, she says, Egwene Elvire can grieve, Egwene said, standing up. Egwene Elvire lost a man she loved. And she felt him die through a bond. The Amerlin has sympathy for Egwene Elvire, as she would have sympathy for any Aes Sedai dealing with such loss. And then, in the face of the last battle, the Amerlin would expect that woman to pick herself up and return to the fight. She walked across the room, each step firmer. She held out her hand to Sylviana, nodding toward Vora's Saangriel. I will be needing that. Sylviana hesitates. Sylviana, come on. Unless the two of you wish to discover just how capable I am at present, Egwene said softly, I would not suggest disobedience. She definitely has a couple of on your knees moments. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah. The I just feel her in this in this chapter. I mm. yes. 
Egwene is every woman right here. Like, when you have been through so much and someone is trying to tell you, like, how you should feel or what you should do, you know, like, they don't know what's going on in here. And Egwene just puts them in their spot. It's like, nope, this is what I got to do. Yep. Like, there will be time when I'm dead to deal with all this stuff. But right now, the world is ending, and I am the most powerful woman in it. So hand me my vibrator and let me get going. Yes. Amen, Egwene. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also just reflect on, like, how... Robert Jordan says, like, each of the main female characters is a part of Harriet. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, he had a good one. He did. Yep. It's awesome. It is. I wonder if she'll be at Jordan Con. That would be lovely. I would like that. I'd like to meet her. I would fangirl so hard. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she'll have tons of people fangirling around her. I know, right? Yeah. But, like, it would be, like, I could die happy if I had the opportunity to meet Harriet McDougall. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Like, the inspiration for these women in these books. Yep. Yep. All right. So... Um, Rosal says, I don't condone it, but if you are insistent, anyway, I am, then I'll give you some suggestions. So then Egwene tries opening herself up to Sidar. Sylviana starts tapping her foot when Egwene can't do it. Let's see, you should not be doing this. So Egwene's like, and she powers through. She reaches the source. And then um, Rosa tells her that you will not be able to banish the emotions troubling you, not completely. Your only choice is a bad one, to overwhelm those emotions of grief and pain with stronger emotions. And I was like, dude, got it. you don't even know what's going on in here, so I got this. And she lets herself feel fury at the shadow spawn who took Gawain from her. She becomes a woman on a mission. Yes. Egwene stopped and says, I need another warder. Rosal's like, dude, like you just, you just did this. Egwene's like, yeah, I'm not other women. And this is not other times. And I need to be there, and I need to be at my strongest. So who does she pick? Lylewyn. Yes. I love this spot. Like, Egwene has to go so far out of her comfort zone. Like, she's already grieving and feeling, like, this terrible loss. And then she leans on this woman who is from a culture that she was imprisoned by. And abused by, if we're honest. Yeah, like, how, like, the gravity of the situation just really, like, strikes you at this moment, you know? Like, the world is freaking 
ending. Yeah. Like, what would you do? Would you like, I can, so like, I love that she does this because she's like, nope, I cannot deal with that right now. I have to deal with what we're at, like doing. This is it. And she asks Lylan Shipless, Egwene Salali, will you take this duty? The woman knelt, bowing her head. It's an on your knees moment. Right? <laughs> I, yes. Egwene formed the weave for the bond. Lylewyn stood, looking less fatigued, taking a deep breath. Egwene opened a glory hole to the other side of the chamber, then used her immediate knowledge of this room to open another one to where the people fought. Explosions, screams, and the beating of weapons against shields poured through. Egwene strode back onto the killing fields, bringing the fury of the Amerlin with her. Get a girl! Get a girl! Yeah. Oh man, like we are now halfway done with the Egwene section. <laughs> Only half. Just keeps coming. You know? <clears throat> Sometimes it's just that good. Right? You just can't stop. Egwene led an assault, the likes of which had not been seen in millennia. I'm thinking from um, Emmett's field in the Trolloc Wards, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the last time it was seen. Queen Eldrin, anyone? Right? Mm-hmm. I swear she's Queen Eldrin. Reborn. Get it, girl, get it. I'm pretty sure, like... No, I can't say it's been confirmed or that it's actual canon yet, but I mean, it's something people have speculated for a long time. All right. The Aes Sedai pulled themselves out of their defensive fortifications and joined her. And you'll remember prior so from prior episodes i think it was the liana episode where they're like hey we need a focal point a gathering a rallying call and they're like hey how about this and here she comes yep. the flame of tarvalon Egwene elvier the amarlin seat i love it me too the sky broke with the light of a thousand bolts, the ground groaning and trembling with hits. Demondred continued to fire upon the Andorans from the other side of the plateau, and each shot back, balefire. Oh no! Each shot of balefire sent ripples through the air. The ground cracked with spiderwebs of black, and now tendrils of something sickly began to sprout from those cracks. And that would be the dark one's taint. Tainty. Taint. Taint. Yes. Dark one's taint. taint. Not the corruption. The taint. The taint, for sure. Yes. The taint. The air felt alive with the sound of music. What? <laughs> what? Okay. The power. It's the power. 
It's like, wait a second. Your story. <laughs> Come to play. Yes. All right. Cool. The energy so thick that Egwene almost thought the one power had become visible to all. Damn, okay. Through this, she drew as much strength through Vora's vibrator as she could. She felt as though she had when she was fighting the Sean Chen, only somehow more in control. She was focused. This time, it was a white-hot thing, like a metal heated beyond the point of being worked by a smith. She, Egwene Alvere, had been given stewardship of this land. She, the Omerlin seat, would not be bullied by the shadow any longer. She would not retreat. She would not bow as her resources failed. She would fight. She channeled air, building a swirling storm of dust, smoke, and dead plants. She held it before her, obscuring the view of those above as they tried to pinpoint her. The lightning struck at the spire, sparing her as she sent the windstorm howling up the incline. Which also takes us back to the first book, right? Mm -hmm. When Moraine does something very similar as they're trying to escape the Trollocs fleeing from Emmons Field. So we kind of come back full circle here. We do. One of the first super awesome weaves and uses of the one power that Gwen sees, she now is using against Trollocs and Shadow Spawn in the last battle. Yes, she is. I mean, talk about a learner. This girl. A movement at her side, Egwene felt Lyle when nearing. That one. I like how she keeps thinking of her. That one had proven faithful. Such a surprise. Having a new warder did not take the edge off her despair at Gawain's death, but it did help in other ways. The knot in the back of Egwene's mind had replaced itself with a new one. Very different, yet shockingly loyal. And at this, I put a note that um, Lyle is a better warder than Galwin. Quite possibly. Yep. And she probably knows North Harbor better. I mean, she's been to some harbors. She is a sailmistress. She is. Uh, yeah, well. She knows her way around one, so she can definitely help Egwene at least equally as well as Gowan could. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And she's got Bale with her, so there's an extra set of hands. And other things. Yes. Yep. So. Egwene raised Sora's, Vora's Sa'angriel and continued her attacks, moving up the hillside with Lyowin. The Sharans are trying to take them out, but they're like... Sacrilege and blasphemy. Did you just rip a page? 
I'm so glad he doesn't watch this. <laughs> oh my god, I am the worst eyes to die ever. <laughs> on <laughs> um Egwene struck them with ribbons of fire channelers tried to attack her through the windstorm but their weaves went astray their eyes clogged with dust <laughs> all I could think of was our last talk <laughs> <clears throat> where's the feathers all right yeah no, I mean the stuff pooling in the eyes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Yep. Their eyes are clogged. With stuff yep. that probably hurts and stings, you know. Exactly the same. Uh-huh. I mean, but what are you doing, Orgy? Stuff is going everywhere. Yes. Right? Yes, you just gotta get everywhere. I mean, Egwene made a windstorm, and so who knows where it's gonna land? Look, <laughs> I mean, it's flying everywhere. <coughs> I mean, that's one way to do Pukake. Yep. Um, Hewain brought the wind around and he used it like hands, scooping the channelers up and flinging them into the air. The lightning bolts from above took men, um, they're smoking corpses on the hillside. Egwene is pressing forward with her army of eyes to die, flinging weaves like arrows of light. Ooh, Ooh here comes some more. The Ashaman joined them. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Those had fought alongside the White Tower on and off, but now they seemed committed in force. Thank you, Andral. Right. Logan. But mostly Andral. He's the one who brings them. Because Logan, I think, is at this point still in the midst of his, they fear me. They Yeah, like he doesn't, yeah. he hasn't come to terms with who he is yet. Right. Who he has become. Right. Which I also think will be really interesting in the show to watch Elvaro um, go through this as Loghain, right? Right. Like, oh God, that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, for yeah. But also, um, yeah, like he's, I can't wait to watch it. Like, watch the fighting and the, he has that internal struggle and you can already see it in the show in the game and um he's done such a good job bringing that to the screen so far that i am really excited to watch it continue absolutely the winds stopped the dust storm suddenly fell smothered like a candle beneath a blanket no natural force had done that. Egwene mounted a rocky outcrop, looking up toward a man in black and red standing at the top, 
his hand out. Okay, now I'm really getting excited for Malik from Mazum. Okay. Right? Yes! Oh, guys. Because I can see it, like, standing there with his hand. Right. <gasps> he needs to be Mazum. But anyway, continue. Yep. All right. His dreadlords fought alongside the Sharans, but she saw their, sought their leader, Taim, the Mahale. He's weaving lightning, a man yelled behind her. Egwene immediately brought up a spire of molten iron and cooled it to draw the lightning that fell a moment later. Super smart, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. really lucky that she's good with metals. Right, it is. And also, she was raised in the country, so she understands, like, something in the middle of a field is going to attract the lightning. Right. You know? So, um, they're very lucky that they have Egwene in the last battle. Absolutely. Um, and she glanced to the side. It was Narishma, Maurice's Ashaman warder. Narishma's great, guys. He is great. Egwene smiled looking toward time keep the others off me she commanded loudly all but you narishma and maurice narishma's warnings will prove useful she gathered her strength and began to release a storm at the traitor mihail yes. go girl nope girl get it i'm just gonna leave a mark on here so i remember to try and fix that Moving on. I get way too excited about these things. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Shantley taking off the post-it. Alright, so the thunder of Egwin's battle with the Mihail rivaled that of the crashing clouds above. There is some major stuff happening here, guys. There really is. That's, mm -hmm. that's quite a lot right there. The Mahale, a new forsaken, his name proclaimed by his dreadlords across the orgy field. I mean, he must be good. He has to be. I mean, I mean, everyone's but we've already said that he's like... He's a Dom, yes, but underneath um, Damon Dread. Yes. He's Damon Dread's little bitch. He is Damon Dread's bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But still, like, he must be good if they're all calling out his name. That Yeah, that takes a lot for... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Egwene, well, without thought, hurling weave after weave toward the renegade Ashaman. She had not called upon the wind, but it still rushed and roared about her, whipping her hair and her dress, catching her stole and flipping it about. This is how much a dom Egwene is. Right. Narishma and Maurice huddled with Lylewyn on the ground beside her. Narishma's voice very barely audible above the battle calling out the weaves that Mihail is crafting following her advance Egwene stood upon the top of the heights on even ground with Mihail 
she knew somewhere deep that her body was going to need some rest. Yeah. Um, but when you are in the final orgy, like you just can't do that. No. Only the no. orgy matters. Absolutely. Only yeah. the orgy matters. Fire flared toward her, and she slapped it aside with air. The sparks caught in the wind swirling about her in a spray of light as she wove earth. She sent a ripple through the already broken ground, trying to knock down the hail. Egwene steps forward, swollen with power. Oh, look. Mm. Okay. Yep. Mm. Yep, we are ready for this. <laughs> she began some weaves with her vibrator and spouted them towards him. He responded with a bar of pure whiteness, wire thin. And he missed. I mean, that's good because it was balefire, but still, sounds hot. Yeah, sounds hot. Um, fool she yelled at him, you will destroy the pattern itself. And then she remembers, oh yeah, dark friends. Yeah. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then Rishma lets her know that he's weaving it again, and she's like, they don't care what they ruin. They are horny and here to destroy. Yes. That is their master's call. Break, burn, kill. No. She screams in fury, weaving column after column of fire. Rishma is shouting each time that the Mihail sends another weave. Egwene strides forward, sending strike after strike, spray after spray. Egwene slammed the shield between him and the source. It didn't quite cut him off, but it sure knocked him back. <laughs> yep. And then she forced it with all of her strength. Oh, God. Mihail, Mihail, straining, released a small stream upward through the gap where the shield had not yet fallen into place. <laughs> Ooh, Mama Dom. Okay. Seriously, like when it starts out as the men are in position, mother, you know oh. it's going to get good. Yep. Egwene stumbled back. And Mihail snarled, then vanished, warping the air in a form of traveling Egwene didn't know. She's like, wait, what? And then figures out, oh yeah, it's the true power. And then she realizes just how close she came to being obliterated from the pattern by that small stream. So he's apparently not got a lot in there, but it's potent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she's like the dark one's very essence, the lure that had coaxed channelers in the age of legends to drill the boar in the first place. 
I mean, how good must that be if you can feel it through, like, the world? Right? <laughs> like, the, the pattern itself. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot. Man. Yeah. She had no way to counter Balefire. It's only a weave. Only a weave. Perrin's words. I would just like to point out that in the end, Perrin saves Egwene. Yes, he does. Like I that's mean, kind of momentarily, but yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he saves Egwene, which allows her to continue to help save the world. Right? Like he's still there for her as one of her best friends in her brain, even at the very end. Right. That's kind of what you want. It is what you want, yeah. Um, the moment was passed now. Mihail was gone. And she's like, unless he uses the true power again, like, who's going to be able to help me with that? Um, so then Maurice calls out and gestures towards where most of the Aes Sedai and Ashaman are still engaged in the battle with Sharn forces. Many sisters in colorful dresses lay dead across the hillside. They had a little too much of the orgy? Mihail. Yeah. Um, Gowan's death is still haunting her thoughts like an assassin in black. Egwene sets her jaw, stokes her anger, and heads out to take on the Sharns. It's a hefty goal there, taking on the Sharns. They yeah. they got some interesting ways, those Sharns. Mm-hmm. Then again, Mama Dom, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Last Egwene section ever. Right. Egwene wove earth and destroyed the boulders behind which the Sharns had hidden. Other Aes Sedai struck immediately, hurling weaves this side of the height was piled so high with rubble and scarred with trenches, it looked like the remains of a city following an earthquake. And she's trying to remember, like, how long ago did Gawain happen? And she's like, dude, I don't even really want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, no flavor. Slot. So she's going across the western side of the heights. Slowly, Egwene was pushing them eastward. At times, Egwene's side seemed to be winning, but lately more and more Aes Sedai are falling from the effects of too much one power. Yeah, I mean, it too can much be one power will do it. Exhausting. I mean, think of how long this orgy has been going on at this point, people. Mm-hmm. Weeks. Weeks of, like, barely sleeping, barely eating, like, how can you recover from that? It takes a while. I think, like, after the last battle, there's just going to be a great sleep. <laughs> yes. yes! One big nap. <laughs> Everybody's just going to nap for, like, 24 hours. Yep, one big pile on the pillows. Yes. Oh, <laughs> like, the best part of the orgy. But anyway, go <laughs> 
So Egwene tells um, everybody around her, deflect the weaves, I will attack, you defend. It's been a pretty good strategy of hers so far. Yeah, it has. Other women take up the call, yelling it along their battle line. Um, no longer did they fight in pockets alone. Women of all Ajas lined up to either side of Egwene, concentration on their ageless faces. Warders stood in front of them, using their bodies to stop weaves was the only protection they could offer. Uh, Egwene feels um, Lyle when approaching, um, noting that the new warder is taking her duties very seriously. Ashan Chan fighting as her warder in the last battle. Why not? The world itself is unraveling. The cracks around Egwene's feet are proving that. Um, there's just been way too much bail fire going on here. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, so more Sharons are coming towards them. The others, Aes Sedai, are deflecting and destroying their weaves. And Egwene is gathering her strength to try again. And there's the peace in her mind telling her, it is too tiring. It's been too long. It's too hard. She's getting too exhausted. Like, her body is telling her, you're going to burn out. Yeah. Um, then Lyelwyn brings her word. The Ashaman have recovered the seals. Their leader carries them. So this is good. That's good. Logan's got them back from the Mahal. That's awesome. Uh, those cracks that Mahal had caused were worrying her deeply. And she began another weave and then stopped. Something was wrong. She spun around as balefire, a column as wide as a man's arm, ripped through the eyes to die line, vaporizing half a dozen women. Explosions all around appeared as if from nowhere. And this is because of the very nature of balefire, right? right? So basically sends things backwards. It does. And the Which, things that already happened no longer happen. Right. So we have weaves that were woven are no longer done. People who killed other people are alive again and then dying again and explosions are happening all over again. It is a hot mess. It is. Yeah. There's different sorts of things everywhere. Um, so there is men clawing across the broken ground like hounds, women walking in linked groups of four or five. Egwene sought out the source of the balefire. Um, she found the Mahale again on top of the heights. Because let's face it, the man has a bit of a small dick syndrome. He does. Uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be tall and big and in power. Hi, bud. Yeah. You're going to say hi to Anna Lorna? All right. Good boy. Another bar of balefire burned a hole through the ground and touched women, making their forms grow and vanish. The storm from before returned stronger. And this line I love. I thought I'd taught you to run, Egwene snarled climbing to her feet and gathering her power. 
Whew. You can just like, as you're reading it, like you can just feel her emotions and energy right in that, like her anger and frustration. Like she is oof mad. Yeah. Like, dude, you're going to be gone. <sighs> she began to weave and she keeps thinking that she needs something to counter his balefire, like a balefire of her own. Yes. But then the white in her, the logical side, is like, nope, that is not going to work because it's only going to make the destruction worse. Right. Right? And she just keeps thinking, it's only a weave, Egwene. Heron's words in her head from the world of dreams when he had stopped the balefire from hitting him. And she's like, but it wasn't just another weave. Like, there wasn't anything like it. And then Lylewyn comes up to her and is like, we have to go. The eyes to die are broken. The Sharans are overrunning us. And we need, we need to go now. And ahead, the Mihail saw her. He smiled. God, I can see him long. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Tall, dark, and broody. All right, let's go. <laughs> he smiled, striding forward, a scepter in one hand. We know the scepter. Mm. The super powerful vibrator of his. Yes, tails. Yep. The other pointed toward her, palm up. What would happen if he burned her away with balefire? The last two hours would vanish. Her rally of the Aes Sedai, the dozens upon dozens of Sharns she had killed. Just a weave. No other like it. That isn't the way it works, she thought. Two sides to every coin. Two halves to the power. Hot and cold. Light and dark. Woman and man. If a weave exists, so must its opposite. Which takes us also, I would like to point out the physics background of Robert Jordan. For yeah. every action, there is a reaction. Um, it's interesting because Brandon Sanderson is also a science guy. Um, I think geology is his background. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so both of them are science guys. And so he uses a lot of like elemental stuff in his books. Okay. And natural science type things. Um, but I really also enjoy how he brings it to these last few books in with Robert Jordan's physics properties. Um, so if a weave exists, so must it's opposite, right? Because it's a reaction. Um, Mihail released Balefire, and Egwene did something. The weave she tried before on the cracks, but of a much greater power and scope. A majestic, marvelous weave. A combination of all five powers. It slid into place before her. And she yelled, releasing it as from her very soul. You know, that sounds like the ultimate orgasm to me. Right? What a better way to go out. I'm just yeah. saying. Come and go, dude. Man, yes. Yeah. I'll take it that way. 
look <laughs> when i exit this world please let it be like that yes a majestic marvelous weave a combination of all five powers that slides into place and let me yell as i release it from my very soul yeah mm -hmm. yep. yeah mm -hmm. that sounds perfect yep i think so I'm just going to read this whole section right here about what's happening with them because there's a lot to it, but it is there's a lot going on here. Oh, okay. Okay. The two canceled one another like scalding water and freezing water poured together. A powerful flash of light overwhelmed all else, blinding Egwene, but she could feel something from what she did. A shoring up of the pattern, the cracks stopped spreading, and something welled up inside them, stabilizing a growth, not a perfect fix, but a patch. Right, so she yelled, forcing herself to her feet. She would not face him on her knees. That's right, he's going to know that mother's wrath, Mama Dom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She drew every scrap of power she could hold, throwing it at the Forsaken with the fury of the Armorlin. The two streams of power sprayed a light against one another, the ground around Mihail cracking as the ground near Egwene rebuilt itself. She still did not know what she wove, the opposite of a fire, a fire of her own, a weave of light and rebuilding. Babe fire. Yes. Babe fire. Babe fire. We found it, guys. Babe fire. The flame of Tarvalon. They matched one another in stasis for an eternal moment. In that moment, Egwene felt a peace come upon her. The pain of Gawain's death faded. He would be reborn. The pattern would continue. The very weave she wielded calmed her anger and replaced it with peace. She reached more deeply into Sidar, that glowing comfort that had guided her so long, and she drew more of the one power. Her stream of energy pushed its way through Mihail's balefire like a sword thrust spraying the power aside and traveling right up the stream into Mihail's outstretched hand. It pierced the hand and shot through his chest. The balefire vanished. Mihail gaped, stumbling, eyes wide. And then he crystallized from the inside out. Dang, that is a powerful one right there. Right? Yeah, I also wouldn't mind going like that. Just in. Yeah, sounds pretty nice. A multi-hued, beautiful crystal grew from him, uncut and rough, Ooh. as if from the core of the earth itself. Ooh. Somehow, Egway knew that the flame would have had much less effect on a person who had not given himself to the shadow. 
Yeah. She clung. She's clinging. Clinging to the power she's holding. Mm-hmm. She had pulled in too much. She knew if she released her grip, she would leave herself burned out, unable to channel another drop. The, sou- the power surged through her in this last moment. And then something trembled far to the north. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Rand's fight continued. The gaps in the land expanded. Mahale and Demondred's balefire had done its work. The world here was crumbling. Black lines radiated across the heights, and her mind's eye saw them opening the land shattering and a void appearing here that sucked into it all life. Black hole. Yeah. Yeah. Watch for the light, Egwin whispered. Mother? Lylewin still knelt beside her. Where's Lylewin? That woman is amazing. Yeah. Watch for the light, Egwin said. As the Amerlin seat, I command you. Find the seals of the Dark One's prison and break them. Do it the moment the light shines. Only then can it save us. Then, of course, Lyle tries to argue. Everyone's like, dude, no. She weaves the gateway, wraps Lyle in an air, shoves her through it, and then closes it. And also, she um, releases the bond. And Lyle screams, no, as this happened. Yeah. And here we finish. The gateway closed. Black cracks into nothingness expanded all around Egwene as she faces the Sharns. She closed her eyes and drew in the power. More than a woman should be able to. More than was right. Far beyond safety. Far beyond wisdom. This vibrator had no buffer to prevent this. Her body was spent. She offered it up and became a column of light, releasing the flame of Tarvalon into the ground beneath her and high into the sky. The power left her in a quiet, beautiful explosion. Also, I just want to feel that. (laughs) Like, washing across the Sharns and sealing the cracks created by her fight with the Mihail. Egwene's soul separated from her collapsing body and rested upon that wave, riding it into the light. It's like the most beautiful, like, death we have seen. Yes. Absolutely. Hands down. (sighs) Yeah. And, like... The next section is like Ran screaming in denial and rage and sorrow. No, not her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, eh. we'll get there. I we know. We'll have the POV left. I'm really hoping we get a certain somebody with a cello for that POV. Yes. His adversary is. Ah, uh, look. He needs a word. To he needs to. He needs to say it. Yep, a word that needs to cross his lips on our podcast. <laughs> 
finishing with Andrel. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. That yep. is yeah, actually. Yes. Please. How many weeks until Jordan Con? <laughs> I don't think he's going. I know, but I was just thinking of our like our last last battle POV. Because I mean we have to end with Rand. We do. We do. It fits. So for anybody keeping track, we have Matt left. Yep. We have Rand left. And we have Logan left. Yeah, Logan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some very saucy chap or chapters. I mean, basically they are chapters in themselves. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> some very saucy uh points of view here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited, especially for Ram. Look, I'm excited for the guests that we've already oh. got booked. I know. For Matt and Logan. No, I know. Now like, I just great. think of like all of the um, kinkiness that is hidden in that perspective. So, actually, for all three of them, with oh, yeah. swords and power and streams, like, mm. yeah. I really love, so I'm just going to go back on a topic. I really loved um, this Egwene point of view. And I know I said it before we covered it today, but um, like she really, really like this is such a great climax for her. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) In more ways than one. So, like, it was filled with a lot of kinkiness. Yes. It was filled with heartache. Yes. It was filled with happiness and joy and love. Like, it was all-encompassing. And I feel that really is, I mean, a lot of women, but also especially Egwene. There's so many facets to all of us. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The characters in these books are so human. They are. Like, they're heroes, but they're very human heroes. Even the bad guys are human. Like, you see where they come from. They have bad and good and everything. Warring, you know, they just go wherever they think that is going to end up best for them. I mean, even Ishii. Let's take a look at him right like that guy like he sees everything the man who can't forget and like at some point wouldn't you want that too yeah at some point so and that's my perspective on that for what it's worth and i know people will fight with me like no bad is bad good is good yeah. No. I hear you. Yep. Anyway, I really, I really enjoyed this, this point of view. So many pleasurable things. So many. So many. So many pleasurable things. All right. So on to our Linny quote. Ooh, Linny quote. Let's go. A slow horse does not always reach the end of the journey. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, 
you can take your time with it, but that doesn't mean that you're going to finish. Yeah. I mean, the tortoise won once. Yeah. How many times is that going to happen? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a slow, a slow horse might just also be old. So there's that. <laughs> I mean, very true. Very yeah. true. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yes. Thank you for joining us in our kinky fuckery again. We love you and appreciate you. Um, and hear from Rebecca Sedai. And Adelona Sedai. And have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye.